Welcome in to another edition of the Tabby the Keg Podcast, episode, episode 509. Charlie and Mitch back at it again, talking Jordan Love pressure index. What's wrong with Corbin Burns, as well as some Brewer surprises in the month of May. And we'll also chat about the Milwaukee Bucks. Are they still the favorite in the Eastern Conference next season, uh, regardless of the first-round exit? And then also probably get Mitch's uh, rankings on the coaches, since we have the rest of the Tabby the Keg crew uh, with their rankings. Uh, so we, we have to round it out with Mitch. Uh, but before, uh, before we get going, uh, on the other side of Zoom, Mitch Ross, Mitch Ross MKE on Twitter and Instagram. What's up, buddy? How you doing? What it is, what it do, just uh, hanging out, man. Um, we got the extended, uh, for some reason, uh, Heat Celtics Heat Series with Game Five coming yeah. up tonight. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but nonetheless, I guess happy to have an extra night of hoops in between. It should work out perfectly for the NBA, where Game Five series ends up on Thursday. Nothing over Memorial Day weekend to kill the ratings. And then hit her hard next week. I, but, well, well, we two, might have some hockey to to sort of wet the beat. No, I don't know, man. I mean, right now I have, I put the hockey on, and the Panthers just got a uh, go sure ahead did. goal here. Um, this, of course, this series with no scoring has suddenly had five goals um, in two two periods. Not like that matters or anything. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think with the NBA, I the worst case scenario is this Celtics thing coming back. Like this is, this oh, yeah. is terrifying. Like this is a disaster. And <laughs> the fact that A-Rod and Jeter were in the fucking stadium, the fact that in game three of that series, the Yankees beat the Red Sox 18 to seven. And it looked like the Red Sox were dead in the water. Like, I don't know, man. I'm just getting these weird ass vibes. I I, I doubt it'll happen. Yeah. I think it's really hard in basketball because it is of the var- of the variance of like one night you're on, one night you're not. Gabe Vincent misses a game, like it, he's weirdly important to what the Heat do. Oh yeah. Um it it it's just like, oh shit. And well, yeah, you do match the oh god. To it's I mean, baseball is just they say you can't predict ball. And it's oh, true. No. Like we saw it with the Bruce. I mean, we see it every fucking year. Like literally, it's when it's it's just good just get in the dance in baseball. And mm-hmm. it just speaks to how the random nature of it. And whereas like basketball, it's like, okay, you like you have to figure something out. And I I don't know if Boston really they kind of did what the Bucks did in game two against Miami, where they just they just shot yeah. way too well that Miami that the opposing team can't can't compete when you when you're making Half your threes at a at a and you're getting forty or fifty of them up, right. and so yeah, there I guess there were some positives for them, but at the same time, I don't know how realistic it is, and it's it's a long way back. I I think with them, I'm kind of at, you know, if you win game five, then it's then I think it it really starts to put the screws on the heat, and oh yeah, then yeah. we'll have to see because really. If you think about it, Miami has had everything go their way for the most part, and they, they kind of no they kind of re, they regress to what to what they did all season basically uh, in Game Four, where that really hasn't happened at all. You know, they've mm-hmm. had twenty games of of perfection, 
and um, yeah, we'll see if they bounce back. I, I would reckon they they do, but um, yeah, if Gabe Vincent misses, then then that makes Kyle Lowry have to play probably. I don't know, damn near forty minutes. No, and... Kyle, Kyle Lowry flap flopping masterclass game five. Just the entire city of Boston hates Kyle well, that's Lowry. The, that's but... that's what the Heat do. I mean, and I don't want to. I don't. I, we've talked probably too long about this already, but yeah, I don't. I don't want to go on a five minute rant about the Heat because I swear I'm over it now. But I mean, you just you watch them play, and it's like the amount of bullshit they do yeah. is, and it's it's the it's devil magic is what it is. Yeah, it's and, a little Cardinals. I mean, I compared the Cardinals to the Heat like last week uh, on yeah. a, uh, like a topic. I was like, what's to say the Cardinals don't pull a Miami Heat and just, you know, all of a sudden they're lurking, they're lurking, and they finally strike at the end. Now, that same Cardinals team just lost again to the Cincinnati Reds. They got they're down 10 to 2. Um, so like, you know, maybe the people, Cardinals aren't back. It's but... every time every time any contact Miami, they may not fall but they're certainly selling it. Right. And like Jimmy Butler is like, again, he's not Marcus smart. He's not Kevin love. He's not these like elite floppers, but if Jimmy Butler's shooting, you better believe those legs are getting kicked out. He's falling down. He goes to the basket. He's, he's going to act like he got, you know, got his legs taken out. I mean, it's, it's, it's nonstop. And yeah. no, it's, and they're it, extremely physical with, with, and on defense and they get away with it because well yeah and and the last thought and we'll talk nba a little later with regards to bucks but uh the last thought i i have is you just put that in contrast to what that what you watch with denver right and just like a beautiful brand of basketball and mm -hmm. really fun and i think you can get behind what denver's doing and it's just like night and day to that grunt that gritty gruff you know, what the Heat Heat are kind of trying to play. And then the Celtics, which is more analytic focused and a lot more threes and threes and layups and really mm -hmm. no no love for the mid range. True. I mean that's that's a good point. I mean it'll be kind of an old school series yeah. in a way. Where it's like, yeah, the Nuggets play kind of an old school, you know, a lot of a lot of good passes, backdoor cuts, that type of shit. You know, a Wally Waukesha wet dream, okay. and and Miami is just kind of the zip them up types. Yeah. Oh yeah. How how many Wally Waukeshas have learned about Jokic for the first time in the last few weeks? I mean, my dad did. I think I told that story on the pod. Yeah. Uh, and that's, but like, that's that's a good barometer. I would yeah. say, uh, <laughs> I I would quite a few. I mean, you know, again, I I I don't know how many casuals actually watch, but you know. If I, I don't know, I think I heard Kevin O'Connor say on Simmons podcast on on Wednesday that you know a lot of people are gonna gonna be tuning into the finals for the first time, and I thought, well, are they if they haven't watched anything yet, are they are they really just tuning in for the finals? Like, is it? Yeah, I don't. I suppose. So. I mean, I suppose there are people out there that only watch the Super Bowls. There, yeah, there might be like Colorado residents, right, who are more like Avalanche Broncos fans that are like, all right. The right. Nuggets are in the finals. Fuck, uh, you know, first time ever. All this stuff. I'll get on. Oh, the, they'll have a, they'll have a jersey on. They'll be at the bars. Right. They'll, similar, they'll be doing yeah. the, whole, the whole deal. Yeah, similar to like last year with the Avalanche, right? Broncos, Nuggets fans are like, all right, I guess I'm going to learn about hockey for this year because the Avalanche are on a run. It's what you do. It's and then you you do sometimes keep those fans. I think that we learned that with the Bucks. Like there was a lot of 
a lot of fandom um that has grown from that 2021 run and stayed mm-hmm. and that's oh, that's yeah. the that's the cool thing that's the cool thing for the nuggets um regardless of really what happens but talk more nba later um that was an awesome start though i enjoyed it uh and we're going to move to the green bay packers uh and they're going through otas right now uh you know it's i don't think you can take a ton from OTAs, and that's not really what we're talking about. Uh, what sparked this converse, this topic, and this segment was Dan Orlowski on first take uh, gave his top quarterbacks under the most pressure this year for the entire NFL. Hmm. And he has Aaron Rodgers, number one, Jordan Love, number two, Justin Fields, number three, Deshaun Watson, number four, and Lamar Jackson, number five. Hmm. Uh, and I looked at that list and I I just I guess if you really are indexing pressure for Jordan Love, I don't think Jordan Love's in a house money situation, Mitch, but I think if I had to put a number on it, I have Jordan Love as like a six or a seven in that there is pressure inherently. You're the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, but I don't think like I don't think it's like, oh, we it's Super Bowl or bust or it's mm-hmm. get to the second round of the playoffs or anything like that. I think I think there is a, a bit of pressure, but I don't think it's like top in the NFL. Do you? Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I mean, I know it's a little bit of a cop out, um, but, I, you know, six or seven sounds right because I agree. He's the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, a national public team that – you know, and there's going to be, I, I think it's, I think it's nationally for the storyline totally. and it certainly serves Dan Orlovsky to, to go on first take the uh, hot take uh, capital the ground and they yeah, they're at the crossroads of the, uh, where the hot take <laughs> artists meet. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not surprised that he would do that because, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I don't disagree with that, I guess. But yes, to put Jordan Love number two is is a little bit aggressive. Justin Fields third is kind of ridiculous too. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, you know, I think for this season, I think people are going to be pretty patient. I think locally, uh, maybe not, but I feel like he's got he's going to get some time. Yeah. For to to prove what he can do. Right. Now I don't know. I mean, again without seeing a game or even a preseason game, or it, it's hard to really right. give a, give a great answer. But as we sit here now, it's kind of like, I think he's going to have time, but if, yeah, if they start Owen five or yeah. something like that, God forbid, yeah. then I, then I think it's, it's a discussion and then who knows what they do for like a backup um, quarterback. Yes. And right. that, yeah. that, that may put, put some, put some uh, pressure on him too. But as we sit right now, I, I think, Yes, there's some pressure just coming with the amount of eyeballs that are going to be, you know, you're mm-hmm. you're not, you're not a, you're not, um, Desmond Ritter. Yeah. yeah. Desmond yeah. playing for Atlanta or like, right. I was going to say, I was trying to think of a, a Jags quarterback from, you know, pre Trevor Lawrence, but, um, like portals, I suppose, you know, you're not, you're not coming into a team where there's no expectations and there's yeah. always expectations for the Packers and, Jordan Love is going to have some pressure, but I I don't think for now it's that bad. Right. And I, I think, I think you said it great. And I think the other thing too, is like, there are just other quarterbacks that deserve to be mentioned on this list. Josh Allen 
it definitely has more pressure than Jordan Love. 100%. Josh yeah. Allen has got to the second round of the playoffs once. Um, now, he was great in that game, and if he has better defense, he gets to the conference finals. But we, Aaron, people forget that Aaron Rodgers has had terrible – like, we, if we hold the same standard we hold Aaron Rodgers to, then Josh Allen, we can't excuse his defense because we don't right. excuse it for Aaron Rodgers. So, fuck that. Well, and why why is it that in the NFL – you're right, Josh. I didn't even think about Josh Allen, but – What about Justin Herbert? Yeah, but good, another good one. I mean, these guys are – what we think are arguably the most two talented quarterbacks in the NFL. And yet it feels like they don't get any shit. Whereas like NBA superstars get crushed if they don't win the championship. Like why, you know, the bills are, I like the bills, but yes, they've, they've been ready for two years. I mean, two, two two, two legitimate cracks and they, and, and they've blown it. Right. Every year we hear how good the Bills are. Every year we hear, oh, Justin Herbert. Like, Herbert's a little bit like Jokic, right? Where it's like he's this analytical darling and he just has the the physical nature and everything makes sense and it doesn't show up on the field. So I need to mm-hmm. see it, right? Like, you could all, you could even make a case. I know he got the Super Bowl, but, like, Jalen Hurts just got paid a ton of money. Is this really going to work again for Jalen Hurts? Is this no one's gonna figure out how to play Jalen Hurts? Like he's right. I, I, I'm still dubious of Jalen Hurts, which is crazy. I think I'm one of the top tier Jalen Hurts haters, and it's not even <laughs> that I don't think he's like a bad guy. Like I think he's a good dude. I, I, I just I, I'm dubious that this is gonna gonna continue. Why the fuck isn't Dak Prescott on this list? We love to put Cowboys on lists. Like mm-hmm. I just I look at the names and it's there's just so many more that and and you're right it's. It's all about, oh, lumping Rodgers and love in there. And, and I mean, I don't even know if Rodgers has the most pressure in the NFL. I think some of the other guys we mentioned. Like, I think Rodgers has pressure. But if he's planning to be there for a couple of years, like, it's not that much. You know, there there's at mm-hmm. least a slight window versus, like, oh, this has to be done this year. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, like, Fields being in there is like, what? No, yeah, that's that also team has ridiculous. zero expectations. Um, right. I don't know, but maybe he's – and I didn't watch the segment or listen to any mm-hmm. of it, but so I don't have any context. But maybe he – you know, maybe he's just saying, like, he's kind of on the clock in terms of, you know, with, with rookie contracts and stuff. Like, this probably – if he doesn't produce this year, I suppose he, he could be – Switching yeah. teams or, or you know, but right. I don't that know. Was the, I feel that like was kind just... of the genesis. That was kind of genesis. The other part of it is, too, is, like, they traded out of the number one pick. So they could have had Bryce yeah. Young. And they went well. with Justin Fields. And if Bryce Young's awesome this year and wins rookie of the year, mm-hmm. and the Panthers, who were a fringe playoff team last year, like, make the playoffs, like, kind of Trevor lawrence ish Like, I mean, that, that would then, you know, put yeah. a little more pressure on fields. If he's just sort of average, if he's just a fantasy quarterback, which is kind of what I think Justin Fields is um, honestly. And, but uh, yeah, I, I don't necessarily see that. I would say if you were to, if you were to kind of extend this topic and do what we do, Matt LaFleur probably pressure index is at an eight or a nine, right? Like everybody thinks Matt LaFleur basically got here because of Aaron Rodgers. Malifor has to show people that he can coach. And if he struggle, if the Packers struggle and the offense isn't good, 
Matt LaFleur goes immediately on the hot seat. I know how crazy that sounds, just given the success, but there, I I really do believe that that LaFleur goes on the hot seat, especially two to add on, and I'll let you in with the keeping Joe Barry. Like I, I think that's part of that added pressure because mm-hmm. you're riding with your guy who everybody else is like, yeah, this guy stinks, but that they're going with him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I think that LaFleur probably has more pressure because he won't have Rodgers to fall back on or have have that input on or, you know, I think some people would look at that. I think a lot of people, certainly at the end with Rodgers, looked at it negatively that Rodgers was checking out of plays and this and that, whereas like with Jordan Love, I mean, I think the thought is he's going to go with the playbook. He's going to go with the scheme he's going to go with what they're trying to do the game plan and more than Rodgers you know and and that's going to come with an experience of Jordan Love that he's not probably not going to be able to I certainly not see as much as Rodgers could at the line of scrimmage or he won't have that that game action at least initially um so right I think LaFleur is going to get the brunt of the criticism if things don't go very well. And I think Jordan Love will get a pass for, for at least a season. Who do you, to wrap up this segment, who do you think has more pressure, uh, Brian Gunacus or Matt LaFleur? Oh boy. Probably LaFleur. Yeah. I feel like just knowing the Packers and, you know, the GM would probably be the last to go. Yeah. Um, Gunacus has done an overall decent job. I think um, you'd like to see that defense perform a little better, I think right. um, this year, but for the most part, I'm, I'm okay with Gutekunst. Um, yeah. I, 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 I tend- know that, I know that, that Murph would be probably banging his head against the wall listening. To yeah, say he's, that. he's listening. He's listening to this on his way to Dublin or on the bus to wherever uh, Jack shot out. Uh, Fowles well, tapping the keg. Hopefully, Twitter, hopefully he picked buried. up. Hopefully, Murph uh, picked up a couple of. Uh, yeah, shout out to Jack. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there. No, no, it's good. I would say hopefully Murph picked up a couple of Italian swear words because yeah. he might he might need them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can think of a few. He might be calling us right now, but I I would I'd agree. I think the other thing with Goody is I don't foresee Mark Murphy making that seismic of a shift. I think hiring a new coach is a lot easier. If they were, but I, I could see Mark Murphy running out the clock here until 2025 when they go and they have a new chairman. And speaking of Mark Murphy, uh, you had some thoughts on the NFL draft being at Lambeau Field and maybe it's the reaction everything like that. And yeah, I feel like there's a case for and against going and I would imagine decide your argument, but I'll, uh, I'll let you, the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean. It's interesting that he that he finally got it done. Um, White whale. I guess my, yeah, right. And I guess my first thought is I just – I don't know how it's going to work. But then it's like, well, there's a 100,000 people down there for a game 10 times a year. Mm-hmm. It probably wouldn't be a ton different than that. I think the events of, you know, Thursday night will be a shit show um for the draft you know the weather obviously i suppose is a little risky at the end of april but largely should be okay but i don't know i mean they do the hall of fame stuff in canton ohio right 
Yeah. which is a small city, smaller city than, than even Green Bay. Um, I just, I, I hope people, you know, cause there's going to be a lot of people coming from all over. Oh yeah. It's going to be, to go. It, it's, it's a little different than a game day yeah, where, it's gonna be chaos. you know, it's kind of, kind of controlled. People know what to do. Um, and I don't know, the draft is just such a like stand around and, I don't know. Drink, yeah. I guess. Oh, no, I agree. I mean, that's what I think some people have said. It's like, oh, it's just, it's just a party. Like, it's... That's kind it's of what it is. A, absolute it's a celebration of, and, of, the, yeah. of the sport. Yeah, and that's that's why you go, and you're going to have a great time. And, and, and I can see the case for wanting to go up Saturday, right? Whatever. Saturday right. afternoon, weather's good, you know, crushing a few beers, and you don't really care about who gets drafted. You kind of do. But you're just yeah. kind of walking around, seeing all the different jerseys probably I think would be cool. But it, it's not necessarily this, like, it's maybe a little more low-key. I also wonder if the city of Milwaukee will have events. So, you know, obviously they're not getting to host part of it. And that was always my big thing is I was like, oh, it's a little too small. Let Milwaukee host Saturday you know, put it at, you know, Summerfest grounds or something like that, like really blow it out. Uh, but they're, they want to host it all. They want that to be their thing. It's the crowning achievement of title town, which I understand. But if I'm, if I'm the city of Milwaukee, I'm definitely having conversations about like, all right, do we, do we have things because we know people are going to be staying in hotels around here. They mm -hmm. might not go every day. And maybe it's a, it's a good thing for us to do some sort of, some sort of big event, whether it's outside or inside, uh, for for the draft itself. And I I hadn't really considered, but Milwaukee probably will be will be quite affected by, yeah, by yeah. that weekend. Be, I mean, it'll be a rocking weekend if, for sure. As somebody as somebody who used to work at the Grand Avenue Mall, rest in peace. Um, now at Fanfare, yeah, at, I used to work at Fanfare ten years ago, and uh, you get sports fans coming in there. I'd work on the weekends and. There would be, I don't know, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays would be in town, and there'd be, you know, couple couple, you know, bros from Toronto would would uh, stumble in there, and you get that. But like something bigger, even, I want to say, man, was there like an LSU game here or something? Yeah, at, there was, was the, the LSU, Lambo LSU, one. Yeah, LSU Lambo was. That, that wasn't. That wouldn't have. That wouldn't have been when I was working. Maybe. That year was, was that? No, that was like yeah, we were in college or right at, right after college. Huh. Doze friend of the program Doze threw a great fucking party on that day. He used to throw a great Labor Day party. Um now almost you know, he, he's kids and you know, life changes, but man, he had some throwdowns uh the first weekend of, of, of college football um in the in the past. But yeah, that yeah. was maybe that wasn't ten years ago, but still big event. I have a. But I, I remember like LSU fans just being all over downtown Milwaukee, even though the game was in was in Green Bay. Yeah, so. I think I think it's going to be crazy here. And I also have a conspiracy theory that I I introduced earlier this week that I think that if this is a signal, the NFL might be trying to get that 18th game in and move the schedule back a week. I'm trying to think how you've connected that. Because, um, okay, all right, I'll, I'll, let me tell you. You move the schedule back a week, 
And it's the first week in May when you're having the NFL draft. First week in May weather in Green Bay. I know it's one week, but it's a lot. It's not It's not as bad as late April. It's There is a difference there. Sometimes it's not, but there, there can be. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put anything past the NFL at this oh, point. Oh, I mean, yeah, Thursday night um, flex, baby. We've, we've, we, we've, we're, you know, with all this shit lately, the last couple of years that they're doing, you know. Oh, I know. I don't, know how, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like it, they're, they're trying. I mean, they're going to try to be like a year round sport or so. Like, where, I mean, it's, it's the shortest season. You know, there's a six month off season, basically. Right. Um, so, or more than that. Yeah. It's, right. It's seven months. Febu- yeah. Seven months. Yeah. February. And every other sport has, you know, like a, like a four month off season. Right. So, um, you know, they would love to, to do, try anything. And, um, the other thing too, like the, with the draft, didn't I, did I hear correctly that nobody else applied for the draft? Yeah. No other. So I'm, my thought was, well, Mark Murphy must've picked up several tabs at the owner's meeting. Uh, Mark, you know, Mark Murphy was basically rounding up support and being like, "Hey, just don't, don't vote, don't put your just name in for the let draft. Let me have this. Can, can, just, let me I have need this. this. I need I this. I need this. My ass is in the jackpot. I asked. I specifically did all of this stuff at Titletown. Can I just have this? Just give me this little crumb." Yeah, oh, so he must he must have had. That's a great point. Picked, picked up some tabs at at dinner during the owners' meetings and Prime Four Seven, I think, is the place they go to in Indianapolis. Um, at the combine, I uh, I think they were in Phoenix. So yeah, Matt Mark. Hey Jerry, you want that uh that extra extra bottle of wine tonight? Uh yeah. Oh sure, we could get you three sweets when you're fifteen hundred dollar bottle of wine or something. Sure, we could get you three sweets when you come up to Lambeau when your team plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a problem. You need one for your wife, one for your ex-wife, and one for your mistress. It's okay. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not a big deal at all. We'll we'll handle that. Separate sides of the stadium, no no doubt about it. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, it's, it should be a really interesting event. And I I I maybe I'll think a little differently as we get closer. I mean, if I'm doing the I, I if I was blessed to do this thing without an actual job, like yeah, I'd probably have to I'd probably be there the whole week and be doing stuff. But it's it, someone was like, Oh, isn't this great for content? And I'm like, Yeah, it's it's all right, but it's probably better if I'm if I'm here. Um if if I end up, you know, someone wants to do boots on the ground and everything, I'm open to it. But yeah, it's it's definitely definitely excited and you know, there's a the lot in this in the state going forward. You have RNC in 2024, and then you'll have this in 2025. Yeah, crazy. So, yeah, nuts. Moving on to the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, I, I feel almost bad kind of talking about a negative topic with this team after back-to-back shutouts against the Houston Astros, defending champions, playing really good baseball, and for the Brewers to do that was very impressive, just given how they've struggled against good teams um, how this may has been sort of up and down now through the stretch of the that is now over with the Dodgers, Cardinals, Rays, and Astros. They went, ended up going five and seven. It's not too bad. I think you'd take that against those all four of those teams. But I, I do feel like you need to talk about Corbin Burns because it's just continued to kind of spiral for him a little bit. And He's certainly not the Corbin Burns of old, 
and his the numbers are somewhat alarming. Alarming. Dom, who does the extra innings, Dom. Uh, so I'll let you do the last name. I I always this butcher it. Catronio. Catronio. Shout out Dom. Uh, before from his no hitter in 2021, right before the deadline in 2022. 24 games started, 18 quality, 238 ERA, 0.91 whip. Hitters were 183 against him, 10, 10 plus games. Since last year's trade deadline through tonight, 23 games started, 11 quality starts, a 396 ERA, 1.11 whip, 0.220 average against, and only one 10 strikeout game. Those are drawing numbers, Mitch. Um, it's it's really it's really something else, and it should send red flags. I don't think it's he's trying to sabotage the season. I don't think he's pulling a Roger Clemens, uh, circa Boston Red Sox before he got dealt to the Blue Jays. I don't think that's what's happening at all. I I, I look at it and I think you're just seeing a guy who's relying on the same shit, not trying new stuff, and kind of not listening to coaches and maybe that's arbitration based, but I just think Burns is not necessarily, I don't think he's like broken. I just think that he needs to, needs to realize that, uh, you know, what's, what he's doing is not working. Well, and he's got a new catcher this year. Yeah. Um, great point. Which I've, maybe I put too much stock into that shit, but I don't know because I, I don't really, know if most of the calls are coming because it's it's either coming from the dugout it's coming from the catcher or coming from the pitcher Mm -hmm. and pitchers is that grinky's about the only one that i that i know of that basically calls his own game at least from from what the media tells you what the broadcast will tell you that's the only one that i've thought i'm sure there's other couple other pitchers out there um i don't know if burns has that to me, I don't know if William Contreras is at a point where he's got total command either um, no. of, of, of the pitches called. And I don't know. I mean, I go back to when haters struggled with the Osmani Grandal. I mean, I, Great point. you and I, you and I both bang that bang that drum about, you know, there's something because hater was giving up home runs left and right with Grandal as his catcher that year. And it just, it just wasn't, wasn't great. And, I don't really like the personal catcher stuff either. I don't think that it should be, you know, pitcher should be that much of a diva about it because it affects your, affects your lineup. Like, I mean, imagine if, um, well, I guess Victor Caratini does probably play every third day. But... I mean, but it's like, it, I mean, Victor Caratini's all right for backup catcher, but it's like when sure. the Cubs had David Ross, not the manager, but when he, David Ross had to be on the roster because he had to catch John Lester. And David Ross at that point was pretty washed up. And you just had to hold on to David Ross because that was John Lester's guy. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if that's got anything to do with it. I know it, it did start last year, um, you know, incidentally after the hater trade. And yeah, see, um, that's an interesting, it's an interesting split, right? Like, yeah. did haters his boy, you, you know, they were really close, but like, I don't feel like that should fuck you up so much that you just, it, you fall apart. Like, did Josh mm-hmm. Hader have some se- secret sticky stuff that you were using and 
you can't replicate it on your own. I'm to- I'm totally kidding. That's a joke. But like, it it just seems like maybe at some at, yeah, maybe I don't know. It, it, it there has Tony, to be baseball man. There is shit goes oh, on, man. I know, I know, and it, you are. I mean, the other counter too, and the other thing where you're like, hey, maybe it's something else. Is look at Sandy Alcantara. He has a five plus ERA this year. Uh, he's wow. struggling, right? Uh, he's playing. Didn't even Rockies. know that. And that that dude was unhittable for right all of last season. Right. He he's been he's been just a stud. Yet he can't seem he can't seem to get right this year. He's pitching okay tonight. He's is three one against the uh, against the Rockies in the top of the fifth. But still, like it's 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 been a struggle for him. And maybe it's the new ball. Maybe that's part of it. And I think. Burns just needs to bunker down and needs to try some different stuff. I thought it was interesting. Um, I you you were out working, but I was watching the game and he was like enthusiastically cheering on Willie Adamas after he hit a home run. Like Burns was like screaming, put the cheese hat on, and I was like, does he know what's being said about him on the internet? And he's kind of like, okay, motherfuckers, like I'm all in, like fuck off. And I'm just going through a bad stretch and I'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I guess he isn't necessarily the most rah-rah guy, is he? Right. No. He does. When he pitches, yeah, he'll have, he'll show some emotion, but I don't know. He's not necessarily front and center. That's not really a pitcher's thing to do. No. I mean, you don't really have the Orlando Arcia deal right now um, where he was always leading to celebrate. I guess that's Adamus. Yeah. Or or rowdy, somebody like that. Um I kinda leading the all the uh the dugout celebrations and stuff like that. But I yeah, I mean I don't know. It's it's it is just baseball and there's it's really hard to figure out what's going on, but it's this is an extended sample size of him not being really an ace. I mean mm-hmm. he is he is an ace, but he's got a Got to go out there and show it, and you know he's a free agent this off season, right? So no, it's next year, next year, next so year. They have they have one more year, but I mean, if you were to put it all together, that the um, that he probably is on the trading block. There will be a lot a lot of discussions for Kerwin Burns, you know, this winter. But well, if Burns yeah. doesn't perform, this value is completely shot, and. The last thing I that two last things I'll say on Burns. One, he's gonna get an opportunity at home again on Saturday against the new uh the not the New York Giants, the San Francisco Giants. And you know, that'll be a big crowd that the Yellowch Patriotic Jersey, uh Memorial Day weekend, three o'clock start. Like you're gonna get an awesome crowd for that game. Yeah. So you should, you know, you'll have the crowd behind you. Then you play Cincinnati. Yeah, it's a bandbox stadium, but you get almost a week off after that so you like have opportunities here to kind of turn it around a little bit and it those two offenses giants are okay but you've seen that 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 offense already um he was one bad pitch from jock peterson away from having a pretty good start and and the you know the reds are are the are okay young team but they're not they're not anything to to be worried about did burns pitch against the royals he must not have he did he did yeah he did he was awesome that was his last good start. He had the one against Arizona, in Arizona this he year. Was, there, he, 
Yeah, he was good against uh he was good against the Cardinals um in that start as well. Um he just he didn't get any run support. Uh, you know, it's, it was the classic they're facing a left-hander and mm-hmm. that's not, you know, that's how that's how it goes. I mean, it's oh no, Cardinals actually wasn't that great. He gave oh he, I forgot that he gave up the home run to DeJong in the sixth inning. So eight hits, three runs allowed, only had one walk, seven strikeouts, but yeah, we we have the only the only real vintage burn starts were the Kansas City one and the Arizona one are were really like the stunners for Burns. He's pretty good against the the Angels too, um, in that one. So we'll see. Before I just go yeah, back, it's, I will it's as a pitcher, it's just like it's gotta be I mean, how many times is just dumb dumb stuff happen? You yeah. know, like and it and you won't remember it, but you'll just look at the numbers, but it is, you know, fifth inning. You're doing all right, and then, you know, it's a guy boots a grounder, and then it's a, you know, a guy lines one over the right field fence on like a a cutter that's two inches off the ground, and you know, then you just gave up two or three runs right there when you should have been out of the inning, or just stupid shit. It's like it's like in basketball giving up an offensive rebound, or like. Or it's just like, man, that's a killer. Right. When, right. One, when you were so close to just one thing bouncing your way. Yeah. And... One little break uh, here and there, and you, you're, you're right, you're right back in it. And yeah, I mean, you, I do want to stay on birds, but you saw with Hauser today. Like Hauser now got out. They got out with Piamas, but yeah. um, Hauser got an error from Rowdy Tellez where it looked like he's sailing. And he's gonna go through six, and then Rowdy misplays the ball. Even though we hear on the broadcast, oh Rowdy, Rowdy's an underrated defender. It's like, yeah, sure, yeah. okay, um, whatever. Uh, and and then Bregman gets a double, and now all of a sudden it's two runners on second and third with Jordan Alvarez on, like, and you're mm-hmm. out of the game. So yeah, and and Jordan could have went yard there, and those two runs get charged to Hauser, and you're like, ah, Hauser kind of average when he was really fucking good today. Yeah. The last thing but I'd say, I, oh, I'm, I'm not saying that like Burns necessarily that's happened a bunch to no, him this year, but, no, but he, it's, it's fair. It's a fair thing to, to bring up though. Right. Uh, the last thing on Burns, Ken Rosenthal, Ken Rosenthal is like getting to Woj levels with me. Um, I don't know what he did to piss the Brewers off. He was a non-believer in the Brewers back in April. He said on his foul territory show a couple of days ago, that he thinks Burns will get traded in the in the summer this year, and wow. th- that the St. Louis Cardinals are going to finish ten games uh, above everybody else in the NL Central. Hmm. I save that to my bookmarks. I'll keep that one, and well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't know about ten games, but uh, yeah, I, could, I mean, I could see I, the Cardinals winning the division. Sure, 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 ab- sure, absolutely. I mean, I I could see the second one. I I really think if they do, if they pull what they did last year, I yeah. don't I don't think anyone's coming to the ballpark. I think you can't you can't do that again. I think they learned their lesson. How has the hater trade worked out for them? Yes, you can't deny it. Right, like Robert Gassard just won like. Pitcher of the month in AAA. It seems like at some point Robert Gasser, if he figures out his walks, he's probably going to get up 
at some McAlvey, you know, talked about it in his like newsletter this week. And he's like, well, you know, they haven't really been known to start those guys. They've usually done it out of the bullpen. This would be unconventional. And it was, it was interesting that McAlvey who's, you know, employed by the team, employed by MLB mostly, but that he was kind of advocating for, for Robert Gasser. You, the Astoria Ruiz, who's been great for the A's might be rookie of the year. Um, led to Wilson Contreras, your everyday catcher, and Joel Payanis, who's one of the biggest surprises in the month of May, suddenly is this high-leverage shutdown guy for us. It's it's kind of awesome. And I guess that goes into our other bird topic about May surprises. You know, I, I know the obvious one, uh, I'll tee you up for it, but, you know, there there have been a lot here in, in this month. Yeah, uh, I'm not really sure what what you're what oh, you're leaning oh, toward. Here. Oh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, come yeah, on, man, come on. Owen Miller, you're right. What does he have? Well, like a ten game hitting streak. He had a thirteen game hitting streak. Uh, he got he got snapped on Monday, and then had three hits on Tuesday. Then back batted cleanup of all things on Wednesday, and another home run. Uh, the pride of Fredonia, Wisconsin, the Wally Waukesha. Uh, deity, the second coming of Casey McGee, uh, yeah. Old Miller, man. It's, it's well, I was crazy. wondering when they were gonna when they're gonna retire his number at this point. Um, <laughs> dude, yeah, dude's on fire. I mean, and it's, I mean, somebody's gotta gotta hit the ball. I mean, they've been the offense has been. I mean, they bounced back a little bit at the in the last couple of games in this Houston series, but. Um, inconsistency and often he sticks out like a sore thumb. You're right. I mean, he's, he's been the only consistent guy in this lineup. And um, really, I didn't expect much out of him to be honest no. with you. And he's been, yeah. an everyday linchpin for the last, I don't know, going on a month now. I feel yeah. like when we, when we went to the game against the angels, that was well, what, like that was about a month ago, wasn't it? Right. Um, three weeks ago. I don't even was he even really playing? I think no. he was just starting to play every day, maybe. So, at that point. so if you look at his splits so far, so for April, March, he only played in thirteen games. He's already played in fourteen games in the month of May. He had forty-four at bats in April. He's had fifty-seven already in May. He has twenty-three hits in the month of May. Six doubles, three homers, two stolen bases, batting four oh four with an OPS of over a thousand. Yeah. Unreal. 1100 uh, in May. Yeah. That is an unfucking real month. And again, baseball is such a long sport. I just saw something uh, from Jay Kuda, who's a, a big stats guy on baseball Twitter about like the length of the season. And right now we are in game 26 of the NBA season, mid second quarter. Um, is where we are in the baseball season. So it's pot. There will probably be an old Miller regression. Teams will get books on him, but I will also say there are some years where these guys have these out of body experiences for the whole year, and it never slows down. Hobie Milner last year, a little bit of a different example, but it's like none of us really thought Hobie Miller would be a reliable guy out of the bullpen, and then he at points was like the most reliable guy the Brewers have. Yeah. But I mean, Owen Miller wasn't horrible last year. Um, two forty three in 
2023 Major League Baseball. I mean, for a guy who's, you know, probably the 25th Played. man on the roster. Right, playing sporadically, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, not playing. He played 130 games last year for, for Cleveland. Um, I don't know. Like, he, he improved last year from 2021, and, you know, maybe he's – so you're saying the Owen Miller hype is here to stay? That Owen well, Miller, it's it's not, it's don't, it's it's like he's gonna be a le- legitimate player for this this team. He's only 26. Possibly, I mean, I mean it's is, not is, is, it, is it's he... not crazy. He's only 26, right? Like he he's a young, he's still a young guy, and he only has to be better than Mike Brasco. And well, yeah, um, and at at this point, and and maybe Bryce Terang. And I suppose it helps that Urias is out, but it sounds like he might be coming back soon. Um, yeah, they have. That's a. I mean, that's probably another topic for us on another pod. But yeah, they have. They have a little interesting thing to do with Urias. I mean, I, I will think say the, I haven't. I haven't thought about Luis until like yesterday. Yeah, I was like, I, what I, the hell happened to him? Yeah, I saw like, like oh, yeah, he strained his hamstring on opening day, and he hasn't played. In, yeah, that you know, that fucking two months tubster uh, doing that sliding. Um, he, I mean. I guess the obvious move is you just trade, you just trade, uh, or not trade, you DFA Brousseau because he's been Brasso because he's just kind of been average at best, and that's sort of that's the move. And then Urias sort of is plays alongside with Miller and Terang. Maybe Terang plays a little bit less. I, I still think Bryce is doing fine. I mean, he's not. It's not every night he's having a moment, but he was, I mean, he hit, he had a couple, I think he was over three today, but every hit he had was loud. Like it was not, they weren't, he didn't, he didn't look lost to the plate. And I kind of like that these guys are, are playing all the time. Like Joey Weimer has had a few moments here and there in May. And I, I do like have a weird feeling that it, he's going to break out at some point and it's just going to be like, he's going to go on a home revenge. And every night, it's like, oh, well, Joey Weimer hit a, hit another home run. The thing about Weimer is he's like this, just like I, I don't want to call it a puddle of talent, but he he just just like the tools are there; they're evident. I mean, the dude can hit absolute bombs, and he's extremely fast. You know, he's he's basically a five tool player. Um, it's just a matter of hitting the ball, and you know, keeping your head on head screwed on on defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, around the field so there's no i mean i think all both those guys are are probably safe i don't know why you would send them down at this point or anything like that anything crazy like that i don't know if you know playing time may make go up and down but i don't know i don't know why you would really mess with those guys at this point um again also helps that garrett mitchell's out for you know basically the season that with those guys i think those three guys might might have cannibalized each other at some point, but um, yeah, I don't I don't see any reason to keep to keep either of those guys. Um, no, you don't keep down, down. at Nashville. I mean, no. I, don't, I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think so. And we'll we'll see what happens this weekend against the Giants. The Giants have been sort of up and down this season. They're starting to get hot, and then they they lose two out of three to the Minnesota Twins. And you, but they have. Not an easy, uh, easy lineup to start the series with Logan Webb tonight. I'll be there uh, with my pops, and then uh, and then Alex Wood, a left-hander, the dreaded left-hander, 
on uh, Friday Friday evening. So we'll see we'll see how that all goes. Do we have any bad surprises? Any uh any bad pit? Uh, I think they're gonna go. It's they are undecided on Saturday, so I would assume it's a bullpen game. Their bullpen stinks, so that would that would be a a, a good one. You look, but I was I meant I meant for the Brewer. Like any, I was gonna say oh, Jesse Winker kind of being oh, shitty. Oh bad! Oh bad surprises. Well, I I might have to watch a Julio Tehran pitch baseball game tonight, Mitch. So there, that's a bad surprise. <laughs> Um, but yeah, wow. just Jesse Winker, I, you know, that trade has not really worked out for anybody, right? Like Nicole Wong's been terrible, but Jesse Winker, I, I mean, what's left here he has not had a home run all year sitting two twenty two. Um, he only is an OPS two seven two seventeen in May. Yeah, it's, it's bad, man. I, I don't really know exactly what. Jesse Winker has left. Like, is he just is like the knee injuries and everything he had? Was it just too much? And he's sort of he's sort of taken a step back. I feel like even though Willie Adams did it a home run today, he's his average is two hundred four. Like, this is yet another year where Willie Adams mm-hmm. can't seem to at least hit two fifty. And there's a section of the fan base that wants Willie Adams paid. I kind of ask why. Like, what has he shown besides he brings good vibes? He's a he's a cool guy. Um, besides that, like why why should we be paying this guy like Trey Turner money? I don't I don't see it. Yeah, he's hitting a buck seventy three in the last month of games. It's terrible. It's fucking last terrible. Last thirty games. Um he does have five homers, so it's kind of yeah, he's got pop, but he's not really doing anything else. And defensively, he's okay, but you know, again, he has the moments. Oh, um, he, yeah, where just his head is completely in his ass, and you're like, "What? What? What the fuck is that?" Mm-hmm. So yeah, hitting hitting one sixty in May. Damn, it's bad. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, we'll have to see. Be a be an interesting uh, weekend for the Brewers. He's and... gonna play every single freaking day. I mean, no, I know, I know. I'm not advocating for him to take some time off. I, I just, you know, at some point, if you know, certain guys get hot. I mean, if we really want to get nuts, why shouldn't the top of the lineup be Christian Yelich and Owen Miller and Rowdy Telez then hitting third and bump Adamas down? If you really yeah, want to get nuts. I know, but you know how, how Craigers is. Oh, I know. I know. I know how Craig goes and He's, that- he sticks to well, except for the Sunday lineups, then they get yeah. Then they get they get real interesting. But. Yeah, Craig. Craig, I, I will say the one maybe surprise about Craig is it does seem like when Craig thinks the Brewers can win a game, like he really he kind of throws out the conventional wisdom. Like you saw that that uh, St. Louis game they won with pretty much the entire bullpen, where every like major guy was out there. They didn't try to to squeeze an inning out of one of the bad pitchers. Then today it was. You know, instead of using Milner to face Alvarez, he used Payanis, who's been great. And he's like, "Yeah, we're we're not doing Milner. We trust Joel more, and we're we're going that route." So, I think I I, I really do think Craig is is trying to do that more more often, and and that's at least something I've noticed. Uh, at, watching you know the Brewers in in the month and kind of going away from the analytical approach. A little yeah, bit. a little bit. Yeah, just a touch. Just going more of a feel. 
on a few different things, which nothing wrong with that. I think it's kind of like to bring it to basketball. It's like when you do the three point or layup and not just including a mid range every now and again. Right. And just sort of, you know, having that occasional mid range is not, not necessarily a bad thing. Right. Yeah. Just so, keep them honest. Right. And speaking of hoops, as we, uh, as we continue and go back to hoops uh, where we started, the, Eastern Conference is very interesting right now. We're at a very interesting inflection point. We know what happened to the Bucs. Miami Heat, let's assume they get to the finals unless something miraculous from the Boston Celtics over this weekend happens. And if the Heat do get to the finals, the East is kind of in shambles, per se. Because you have a Boston team now that was terrible. They might hate each other. No one really knows. Team chemistry feels weird. Weird that Malcolm Brogdon gets there and team chemistry goes off. That's, you know, just won't put one in your uh, in your cap. Think about. Uh, put a pin in that one. Yeah. Harden seems like he's going to leave Philly. So then what does that do to Embiid? How do you get Embiid a second guy? Uh, the Cavs are a year away from a year away. Uh, same same with the uh, – yeah, I do like Terrence. I do like Terrence Maxey a lot. Um, he probably my – I, I, yeah, I, that's a good point. Um, but, and then magic are even further away. So it's like, are the bucks still the favorite Mitch? And like, should they be even with them going out in the first round? I, I, I kind of lean, lean towards it, but if I, if there's a case against it, I'd love to hear that too. No, I mean, I don't really necessarily have one. I think you laid it out pretty good there. It's perhaps more about the other teams around, um, and we got to see what the what the Bucks do. I, I get the feeling that there won't be any type of major roster shakeup. I don't know. I could I could be wrong, but um, it's it's kind of lazy. But as long as you have Giannis, I mean, you're gonna be you're gonna be locked into fifty wins, I think. And you know, barring an injury or something like that, um, I have no reason to believe you know. Whoever they hire, the Adrian Griffin thing is a little interesting. Oh um, yeah, but because you're always nervous about a first-time head coach, but as you're seeing with Boston, um, but I, yeah, I mean, I don't have a reason to, to to see why they wouldn't be, especially with the Heat running roughshod right through the playoffs and basically ruin every ruining everyone's franchise in the process. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean. The are the Adrian Griffin? Are you referring to the kind of the un, un, unsubstantiated rumor that Adrian Griffin's Giannis's guy? Did you see that? I didn't see that, but all I know is he's allegedly the one of the three finalists. For it's, the, it came if you from, trust Woj's reporting. I know you might not, but no, I, I in this scenario I do. Um, it came from uh, John Gambino, the uh, Phoenix radio uh, the Phoenix, host, the Phoenix blowhard. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly why. It's why I call it unsubstantiated. Um, <laughs> Be, anyway, it's weird that it came out because I said that to Shannon uh, on yesterday's show. I was like, are we sure that Griffin, like there isn't a Giannis pull here and why this is happening? But no one could square up when Giannis and Griffin would know each other. Um, so well, was was he an assistant coach? Or no, this is a rookie. No, it, he misses it. It's like off by two years, I believe, or one year, maybe. Okay. Um, but it's like it, it the whole thing is yeah they they still look like the team the only are i think the really the big argument would be 
they're they're too old. They need to get younger. If they don't get younger, they're gonna run into this problem again where they seemingly can't keep up with some of the more athletic teams in the NBA. And I don't think the Heat are that athletic, but they're gritty and tough. And I don't, I don't know. I, I think I, I I think that there needs to be a shakeup in what you do roster wise. But until we know, until we don't have the coach, can't really have that discussion. We can't say, all right, now that Atkinson or Nurse or, or Griffin is in, what does this roster need to look like? What do, what fits their style? What fits their system? Who, who makes sense for this? Will someone try to overpay Brooke Lopez? Will someone try to convince the Bucks on a sign and trade for Chris Middleton? I, I, I posed it yesterday that a team like Memphis or the Kings might look at Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday and say, man, we could really use that veteran leadership. I think Drew more than Chris in that, that scenario. But it's you just have to wonder if those conversations start happening and if, if they're the coach, whoever it may be, is like, yeah, I'd rather – this is who I would – this is who I feel like we need. Here's who I feel like, yeah, if you want to explore trades, like I'm not, I'm not opposed to that idea. I still think getting rid of Drew would be a mistake. I, I, I don't – I'm not disagreeing. He, he's been – he was bad in the Miami series uh, offensively. But it's – I know he got shit on by Jimmy Butler. So it's – at this point in time, it's really hard to call him an elite perim- perimeter defender. But he was kind of left out there to to die. You know, it's almost like when a, when a starting pitcher is just getting shelled and mm-hmm. – <laughs> It's like, hey, we got a light bullpen, man. We got to, you know, you got to hear a sacrificial. You got to eat. Yeah, you got to eat. Kind of what it was. It's like we got nobody else to put on this motherfucker. So. Yeah, um, that's, that is, that's fair. Um, I think that is, that's something to, to consider. um, And something to definitely think, think about. I suppose, I suppose that like, realistically, you know, somebody could overpay Brooke. I mean, there's other teams out there that I think would really like to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, not knowing anyone's cap situation and all that, but right, right, right. You know, like Dallas or somebody. Um, Mark Cuban loves Mark Cuban loves the center. Um, no one, no one likes the center more than Mark Cuban and overpaying him. Eric, shout out Eric Dampier. Um, or does like seven. Orlando? Like Brooke lives there. I mean, does Orlando just say, "Hey, you know, uh, it's time." Give yeah, give Paulo like okay. Yeah, well, I mean yeah, that's not four better. for eighty or something for for Brooke, and that would be ridiculous. I mean, you know, you I, know, Johnny. I, like, I love Brooke; he's my favorite player. But I would do like one of the classic like three for fifty-two with like the last year, not not fully yeah. guaranteed or something like that. Would be I think everybody wins there. Yeah, um, but then again, I wouldn't say no to four for eighty if I was him either. And no. then, but then you're but then you're looking at. And I think some people want it, Giannis playing the five. Um, but, you know, in the playoffs and and maybe more in the regular season. And that's something that would come down to the to the coaching staff, whoever it may be, because Bud would never do that. And I kind of didn't like that myself. But, I don't know, maybe he's ready. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, the only worry with the five is, you know, we saw it when Brooke was out with an injury that they were – they were not that good defensively. Like they were pretty average and maybe it works in the playoffs. Maybe it's not a regular season thing. Maybe it's more of a, 
a you know postseason thing, and maybe you get a younger athletic big man, you know, similar, not these players, but I'm thinking like an Okongwu from the Hawks. I'm not saying that player, but like that type, Paul yeah. Reed, right? Like somebody in that See, vein. But then that that screws up your spacing, though. No, it does. You're right. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm and, just and. No, I understand. I, I don't really disagree with the premise because, you know, like Giannis and, and Bobby kind of make sense because Bobby can shoot threes, mm-hmm. but at a at pretty decent. I mean, he was pretty good this past season. Um, ended up being pretty good. Uh, but Bobby's obviously horrible on defense. And, yes. And certainly not good enough in a PlayStation – or a PlayStation – in a playoff atmosphere. Um, so – you know, like just picturing him, you know, he could, he could, he could barely play against Miami. Right. Miami is, Miami's running like Caleb Martin at the four. So, yeah. right. That's a whole could you, yeah, exactly. Is, but that, that, so that would probably be my thought with, you know, Giannis as the five, then he'd probably be extremely small uh, around him with, you know, three wings and a, and a, and a Drew Holiday or something, or maybe, Maybe Drew is is more of a wing, and uh, in a point guard's body he always has been. Actually, he probably is. So, um, I don't know. I mean, Gabe Vincent would look pretty good on the Bucks if you ask. I've been thinking about that. Yeah, that's. I mean, um, it's not a bad. That's not a bad one um, to to consider. And I think you know we're we're we'll, we'll certainly talk about the the off season as we get closer to it, as we get a new coach and, and part of the reason why a little behind the scenes we did, we backloaded the blocks was because we feel like that coaching announcement might come today and we don't want to get time fucked. Bomb. Yeah. We don't want to get fucked. Um, and your official rankings um, it, it, and of who you want in terms of the three. Uh, I think it's still Kenny Atkinson. Number one. And probably Nick Nurse number two, and Adrian Griffin third. I'd say it's pretty, pretty chalk. It's just uh, yeah. No, I I I agree with, with you. I, I've wanted Kenny Atkinson has pretty much been my number one all along. Haven't really wavered. I would just out of I would like to see what he could do. Um, he's done quite a bit with not that much for least one season in Brooklyn before, you know, the, uh, the shit storm showed up there and ran him out of town. And then Nick nurse fine. Um, I guess I don't, you know, he, it'd be, it'd be different. I think, uh, yeah. And I, I think the, I think the Nick nurse thing, the only thing that scares me and I said it, I've said it a couple of times this week, but it's like, Guy's an asshole, and I don't really worry about him like an asshole on the bench. I worry about him in the media, you know, rubbing Giannis the wrong way and then creating the friction that doesn't necessarily need to be there. And that that scares me, man. And the last thing I want to do is the coach be the start of the DVD of how Giannis leaves Milwaukee. Wow. Human I know. Uh- <laughs> I, I threw a I scared you. I'm sorry. No, I, I just I, I mean I, I the only thing I would say to that to push back a little bit is that I think if there's anybody who likes to be coached, it's Giannis. It's and, and 
he would maybe put up with that shit more than more than others. Yeah, but you're, you, I don't disagree that Nick Nurse. I don't know. Maybe Nick Nurse just knew he was fucking gone by the yeah. end of the year, and he just that's part. That's probably started, started started chirping a lot. And, yeah, uh, and I I think also Nick Nurse felt like his team was going to be different. I think they expected Scotty Barnes to be a damn near all-star. Expected, you know, Pascal Siakam. Well, Pascal Siakam took a leap, but he's still not a guy where it's like, Pascal Siakam takeover last five minutes of a game. Just not, not who he is. Fred Van Vliet, solid role player, but again, not a probably not a number two on a team. It, they just had a lot of role players. They didn't have the guy who could grab it by the dick. And that's why I think some of the nurse criticisms offensively are a little extreme because it's like he hasn't had a guy since Kawhi. So how, how can you really judge his offense at this point? Right. His team got gradually worse every year. Yeah. Um, on paper and and really in reality too. So yeah, and let's. I mean, since now we take the bubble seriously because you know what of what transpired. Yeah. Yeah, uh, now, you now know, the this, same four teams are left. Right, it's, right. It lock, lock it in. Yeah, but for like, I think people just start years forgetting later. that that Raptors team went to they were went six or they go seven with the with the uh, the Celtics. Um, can't remember in in the bubble. Yeah, I have no idea. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. But regardless, it's uh, we'll see what happens, and uh, we'll Real definitely quick. have it. Yeah, Gabe, Gabe Vincent is a free agent, and I I just have to think after the season, and I just have to think which of the Miami Heat are going to get a Jeff Supon contract? Because <laughs> there's with how many undrafted guys and shit, I don't I don't know it other other than Gabe Vincent because I'm looking at it. I don't know who's available, so to speak, because there are a few guys that would probably get decent money somewhere. Yeah, just no doubt. With how they play, and then they'll be completely dog shit. Yeah. As year. we as we officially wrap, I scrolled Twitter uh, and saw that Osoe Gadara is starting to shoot three pointers um, in his warmups. I'll tell you what, guy could win National Player of the Year next year if we're if he's making threes on a regular basis. But we're it's nice. another story, another story for another time. Marquette's gonna be ranked like top five to start the year. I don't really know what I'm gonna do with myself. NBD but KBD. Yeah, it's going to be weird. I, you know, and I'll probably be like a worrywart, like, you know, feel like it's like, oh, the expectations are too high. Yeah, scared. But, you know, maybe lean into them and embrace them. Another story for another time. Anything else for the people, Mitch? I got nothing. It was a good show. Yeah, it was a good one. Enjoyed it. Um, We may be back next week. Some scheduling things. I'm heading out to Louisville. Um, at the end of the week. So we'll update you guys. I'll be back tomorrow. It's a solo show. Maybe some coaching news. Not. Um, we'll uh, we'll have fun. We'll let it rip since it's a um, holiday Friday. Um, so we'll we'll keep it loose um, this coming Friday. And then uh, back on Tuesday. Take the Memorial Day holiday. And we'll be, we'll be back Tuesday. And hopefully I'm not sitting here talking about how the Celtics came back from 3-0. Because I will... I'll be about as depressed as when the Bucks lost if that that does does occur. Yeah. Don't so, need it. Yeah, can't have it. All right. Take care, Mitch. Have a good one. Take care, everybody else. We'll talk to you next week. See you. Bye. Peace.